Welcome to the Frustrated by Your Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Skyline Studio. I'm your host, Jim D'Amico. And I'm your co-host, Madison McQuiston. Our podcast will bring you the latest in marketing news and strategies for internal marketing teams, marketing specialists, and business owners. So if you are frustrated by your marketing, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Frustrated by Your Marketing podcast. Uh, This is a super special podcast because it is our first interview uh, on our podcast journey. We are super happy to have uh, Kayla Wells join us. She's a podcast expert, which I thought would be a perfect uh, first guest. Uh, She'll probably be a little bit easier on us because she knows all the pitfalls that you can have, and she can talk to us a little bit about podcasting in general, and then there's... um, you know, our topic is always marketing. So we want to talk about podcast marketing. So you've got your podcast, you're out there. How do you get some more attention? I'm curious for us. And I'm sure if you're listening, you might be curious about how to get a little bit more attention for your podcast. So welcome, Kayla. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So uh, so podcasting is your life these days. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got here. Like how did, you know, I know this story because we've, we've worked together before, but how did you get into uh, podcasting? How how has this become your life? It has been a long and winding journey. Uh, (laughs) So I started off, well, I mean, if we're going to go all the way back, I started off my corporate career in customer service in the trash industry and then moved on into workman's comp. I mentioned that because it actually, they all kind of go together because workman's comp insurance is very much, very much a customer service realm. But (laughs) while I was working, for my workman's comp area, I um, I found out I was pregnant with twins. And those twins were going to cost a lot of money. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, so I decided to look as I was approaching the end of my maternity leave. I actually Googled how to make money online. Love it. Yeah. And then I, I actually included the dot, dot, dot legitimately to it. Oh, I literally nice. was Googling how to legitimately make money online. And I found virtual assistant work. And within that realm, like I started doing a bunch of tech stuff, started doing some copywriting, realized I really liked both of those things. And then somebody that was in a course that I was in launched her own course for podcast management. I was like, this is brilliant. Um, I can add, I can combine the copywriting and the tech stuff that I really love all together. And then I realized I love marketing, which you would think I would have known that based on the fact that I was doing like tech work for marketing, how to make things work for marketing. And then copywriting is all about marketing. But my degree was in criminology and criminal justice. So who knew I actually would like marketing? Oh, so that was like a big jump. Yeah. (laughs) And I got that degree. Simply because I've been told my whole life that I have to have a degree, not not for any reason that, that I was going to like become a lawyer or go into being a law enforcement officer or something like that. I literally got it because I wanted that piece of paper so bad. Living the dream, guys. Now I just have a bunch I, of- I did the same thing. I'm a poli sci major. I think if you if you do a bachelor of arts, it's it's just about learning how to learn. Um, it's more expensive than you should spend for that these days. You know, it used to be a little bit cheaper, but it doesn't really matter unless it's something very technical. Uh, what you do, what you study, you can do anything when you're done and you figure out what you want to do. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, I will say it worked really well when I was in work comp because there's a lot of research that goes into it. And I, I also did it online. So I got really used to being online quite a bit <laughs> real fast. Um, And so like, that's really where the podcasting came in. I 
got into um, an actual podcast was how I found the original course that I took to figure out like, like if I was going to start a business, I wanted to learn how to really start a business, not just like kind of throw things at the wall. I'm very much an Enneagram three, like I want to do things right. And so that that person had a podcast as well. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this whole podcasting thing is brilliant. So yeah, I just really learned that I loved how podcasting fit into overall marketing and lowers the barrier to entry for people sharing their voice and their message and their expertise with the world. That's so great. how long ago was this that you started like listening and taking kind of your own podcast courses? 2019. Okay. Which was so not pretty, that long so ago. Recent. but it, it feels like forever ago, but it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, 2019 is when I started my business. It was actually in January of 2019. And I really like went into podcasting by April or May of that year. Awesome. I love it. And so now now you have the Your Podcast Strategist Show, which <laughs> we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, you have a great website designed by Skyline Studio. Uh, I sure do. <laughs> Quell's Companies, which I pronounced as K. Wells Companies for the longest time uh, until I started listening to your podcast and realized that we were going to pronounce it Quell's. Uh, I think you're wearing the Quell shirt. Do I see that? Is that I like, am. great branding? I love that. So that's great. I know. I love it. <laughs> my, my, we're going to, um, my mom works in my company with me. If you listen to my show, you will know this. Um, and we are going to podcast movement in Denver in August. And my mom was like, we have to have swag. I was like, well, okay, cool. So she got on the horn, got it all designed, company paid for it. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And nice. now like it pretty much makes up my entire wardrobe because the shirts are so comfortable and I have them in short and long sleeve. That's great. I feel bad. People are probably like, do you ever change clothes? I'm like, it's a different shirt, guys. Like, of course I change clothes. <laughs> Just have a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, uh, so you have this great podcast. I've listened to every episode. I've listened to a few multiple times, including episode 19. So I want to do a deep dive into episode 19. Uh, it's about marketing podcasts, right? So we are about, we care about marketing. You care about podcasts. This is like this is in the Venn diagram of of the, all of us. This is where we intersect. So absolutely, um, I want to talk about that. I took some notes from the show uh, on my sort of third. I think it was my third listen um, of I that episode, it. and they're great. And and your your podcast is a little shorter than ours, uh, which is probably smarter. I think we we get a little bit too verbose. But we get we're in the like forty five minute range. I think you're they're very like chunkable, like. 15 minutes, 20 minutes that you can do, you can get through three or four in an hour, no problem, which is great. Um, and they're actionable. I mean, if you are looking to start a podcast, when we were starting this podcast, I mean, I had already talked to Kayla for, for months. I knew her. Um, I was a big fan of podcasts, but it was a really good, every episode is a, sort of a step in the roadmap of, of creating the podcast. So uh, when we were picking our microphones, when we were picking our software, when we were, uh, the reason why we did our two teaser episodes, a lot of those have to do with Kayla. So you know, she's a great resource. We learned resource. a she's lot from you. That's so perfect because that's literally how I wanted the first few episodes to go. I'm actually going to start having um, guests on. And I'll lead you on for websites, just so you know. Um, we can include that. I was only whispering for effect. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's actually, that is why I set up the first few episodes the way I set them up was so that people could listen and be able to launch their show with confidence and be able to like get those key like starting point things down and just do it and learn and grow and do as they're actually implementing the things. So I'm really excited that that's how it worked for y'all. Yeah, it worked. I mean, and you can do it on your own. I'll, I will say, um, so we have a YouTube component where we're 
live now, you can see as if you go to YouTube, uh, that adds an extra uh, time suck to this whole process. It's it's not, you know, don't listen to Kale's podcast and think that it's it's easy to do, but it is not quick to do. Um, there's a lot of work to do. It was even harder than I thought, even after listening to the great, you know, again, forward a podcast. So um, I will say that it's it's hard. I mean, it yeah. was a lot and I'm still not done. Captivate is crazy good software and we haven't used all the features yet. They're, I don't know if y'all know this. I was on the Captivate Live, like they are coming out with a whole new monetization piece of the platform. I, I saw that today. I don't know what it is, but it's- They have today. added in where you can have like ad spots. They're allowing you to more easily put in ads for your like own ads that you want to do. They're also including the ability to add in additional like sponsor pieces. And you are now going to be able to do like a Patreon type thing. To where people can buy into um, certain levels of your content and you can note those levels of content in your episode. So you could like say every episode up to ep like minute 15 is free. And then beyond that, like any content beyond that is only available to tier one members and tier one ah. members pay like $5 a month to get that, which I like, but they did it. Instead of having to have multiple softwares doing this and like uploading to different places, Captivate is allowing all of it in one place, which is just brilliant. So, I, like, I already loved yeah. them and now I'm just like so super excited. I don't know that I will use it, but I think it's a fantastic option for like different kinds of businesses. So Captivate, we love Captivate. Um, this was one of the software that Caleb recommended to us. And um, I have some news for Caleb. I've been playing around with the software from the web design perspective and I'm not 100% ready to recommend yet but um i am currently test driving their um their uh software called captivate sync which is a, a way that you can post from and 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 also create like, essentially blog posts on your wordpress site um directly through captivate so there were definitely some issues with uh seo at the beginning and i've been working with them on it and i'm fairly certain that they're fixed but pretty soon i can recommend it to uh to for caleb's website as well Saves a little bit of time, you know, for me, you know, this, you know, the recording takes, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. If I can cut some of that time, I mean, it took me hours to get this all set up and troubleshot. Uh, but now if we can make this process as easy as possible for us, we're not batching. I know that that's one of the things Kayla talks about a lot is get all your podcasts in all at once. Based on the type of show we have, we can't do that, but I don't want a 10 hour, 10 hours of my week going to the podcast. So putting all that time in at the beginning so that now it's very fast and and um, and fluid is very helpful. So um, that's part of this sort of podcast journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you batch out your episodes? I do as much as I can. I had a bunch batched for like ever <laughs> and then life happened. And so now <laughs> I find that I can like plan multiple episodes, but finding the time to record multiple episodes at one time, like this week's episode is not recorded. And I don't like it. This is not a good feeling for me. I don't like <laughs> it at all. But um, what I have found is there are definitely seasons in life. And if you can batch, like do it. Seasons in life and business. Um, if you can batch, if it makes sense for your show, definitely do it. But if if you're not there, then just remember to put it in your calendar so you still stay consistent. And right. as I always say, that means consistency for you. If the episodes come out biweekly, that's perfectly fine that's consistent for you. If it comes out monthly, just know your show is going to grow really, really slowly. But mm -hmm. that is consistency for you. Like it doesn't have to be consistency based on 
XYZ's version of what that means. It's it's your consistency. So in terms of like most of your clients, do you see that they post every single week? Do they post bi-weekly, monthly, or do you have like a mix of all? I have a mix of all of it, except monthly. I don't have anybody who's currently posting monthly, but I have several clients who are posting weekly. I have a few that are doing bi-weekly. I have a few that are switching to bi-weekly because they're starting separate shows. And so they're going to have one show going bi-weekly and another show going bi-weekly. And that's just how they think it'll work for them. I mean, it's all kind of testing as well. I have one client who was posting four episodes every Monday. Whoa. It was. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, every Monday, four episodes. And then, but then, you know, we sat down and we started talking about it. I was like, you know, how many people can actually get through all four episodes? And in fact, they had um, done a, a listener poll to see what was one thing that people would change. And one of the things they would change is they would rather have gotten or it was four episodes every other week is what it was. They would rather have gotten, you know, two episodes a week instead. And so we went to two episodes a week. Well, even then they were like, no, it's still too much. I can't get through all of the episodes. So then we went to one episode a week and we've been we've been there for a while and it has not impacted growth or anything like that. Like it's still been going just fine. And it gave a client a bit of a break. She was she's also a doctor. So not like she's nice. busy at all. <laughs> um, and I think it just it's what works for you for the longest time. She was just able to batch those four episodes, get them done and out. And then she wanted to like she had it in mind for growth because the more episodes you put out in a shorter amount of time, the faster you're going to grow. A, you have more content to market, but B, you have more content to listen to. And growth and podcasting numbers has to do with downloads. If you have more things to download, then you will grow faster. That's just how it works. But when it comes down to it, you have to remember that putting out a show takes, as you've mentioned, quite a bit of time. Like there's a lot of time that goes into this. So you have to keep that in mind. Like if you've ever noticed shows that are actually daily shows very rarely are longer than 5, 10, 15 minutes long because 5, 10, 15 minutes of recording time equals five, six, seven hours of post and uploading and marketing and all of the other things. And so you won't see a daily show that's extremely long unless they have a huge production team behind them or you know it's news based or something like that that's where that's where you'll see those longer daily shows but the more you put out the faster you grow so it's kind of that balance of what can i actually do what are my goals what do i want this to work or to do for me and then you know actually putting it on the calendar and making it happen and if you need to change it, I, that's the other thing. I've had a couple of clients who have changed their how frequently they post or how frequently they um, they release episodes. I've had a few of them change that several times over the course of their podcasting journey because they needed it to fit. And that's my other thing. Your podcast is meant to help your business. It's not meant to become your business unless you're creating a media company. So. Right. So this is something that you need to fit into what you're already doing in business. And if it starts feeling really heavy, then it's time for a change. It's time for something to shift or move and find a different way to do things because it shouldn't feel heavy. It should, in fact, make your overall marketing feel way easier because you're creating that core piece of content that can go out to all places. It shouldn't feel heavy. If it does, then you need to relook at what you're doing. I went way off topic. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I love that. Oh, I was going to say, yeah kind of like along those lines one of our other questions was what's the best time of week that you have found to like post episodes because that's one thing we've been doing fridays 
because we know a lot of people listen to podcasts on the weekend or do you see that it's different all the time depending on kind of the industry that you're doing your podcast for? Yeah, industry definitely matters, but there's no really good time to post. Do you follow a lot of podcasts? Do you all follow a lot of podcasts? I have like three that I really like and I just stick with those three, but most of them come out on Fridays or or Mondays, I would say. Yeah. So I have what- about a dozen or so I cycle through uh, depending on, you know, some some come in and they don't last and, and there's some that like I, you know, stuff you should know has been in my podcast, you know, directory for years and I don't listen to all of them, but it's so it's the best one. I can't listen to all of their stuff is too much. And when I'm doing what I'm doing right now, I've just been listening to marketing podcasts to, to, to grow this podcast and learn, sort of learn from them. So I haven't been listening to them as much, but when I go back, it'll be the same great content and, you know, I can pick up wherever it's great. So exactly. The reason I asked that question is because if you'll know, I follow a ton of shows for a variety of reasons. But like my podcast app is notifying me of shows all week long. And I have business shows all week long. I have fitness shows all week long. So there's not really one great day to post that's better necessarily for like traffic or for, you know, making sure you get more listens on that day. But what I do believe in is posting in a way that you can use that content throughout the week, throughout the next few weeks. So for instance, if you have a weekly newsletter, I would recommend that you post your or you release your episode in advance of your weekly newsletter so that you can include your previous episode on your weekly newsletter. So, but if you think about it, that means you can really release your episodes at any time because no matter mm-hmm. if your weekly newsletter is on Monday or Friday, Monday, you would just say last week's episode, but you could do a teaser for the next week's episode or on Friday, same thing. You're still pointing back. So, even then, it's just how it fits in best for your content creation process and your marketing process. Like if you release a newsletter on Tuesdays, then I would recommend like you probably want to have yours either later in the week previous or release on Monday. If you release on or if you have your newsletter on Thursday, then you probably want to have it sometime earlier in the week so that you could have it in your new- newsletter as well. Because, I mean, that's one of the big ways is letting your current audience know about your podcast. It's a great way to market your podcast. So you just want to keep that stuff in mind as well. And if you already have a very strong like process for social media sharing and things like that, just make sure that where you're releasing your episodes fits into that process. But I have a whole, that's a whole other thing because I also don't believe in promoting your episode this week on every single platform this week. I fully believe in releasing like different things on different platforms. So like Instagram one week, LinkedIn the next week, you know, that way you're kind of spreading out the length of your podcast life cycle. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more. So uh, that was it. That was mentioned in your uh, episode 19, five actionable marketing tips. So talk about your show. That was like one of the big, the big points. And there was a point in there. I think it was in that episode where you talk about this staggering um, and repeating of content, which I always find hard, even though, you know, we're a marketing agency, things feel old once you've done them. Um, but you're right that, uh, you've created this content, you've spent, you know, hours creating this content. So, so why not? But so why specific, so I get why I get the repeating part, but why the staggering part? Is it because, uh, if you're following me on LinkedIn, you're probably also following me on Instagram. So you're seeing the same thing all in one day and then comes noise. Is that, is that the, the reason behind it? 
that is a lot of it, especially like, and maybe not LinkedIn to Instagram per se, that might not be the best connection, but LinkedIn to Twitter for sure. If you're on, a lot of people who are on LinkedIn are also very much on Twitter because that's where a lot of businesses stay. If you're seeing it on LinkedIn and you're seeing it on Twitter at the same time, then you're you're seeing them both, but you're not seeing them both from like a psychological perspective of I want to take action. It's like, oh, hey, that's there. Cool. But if you're reminding people through, because like if they see it right there, say I'm checking my LinkedIn, I'm checking my Twitter, I'm checking my Facebook, I'm checking my Instagram, I'm doing my, my social like rounds because a lot of people in business will do their social rounds. They spend a specific amount of time on social. Um, then they've seen the same spot, the same thing in all the places. True. But do they have time right then to click? I don't know. And then because of the way social algorithms work is that it's gone and you haven't revisited that episode, but maybe they really did want to listen to it and they can't, they, it's gone now. You can't even find it unless of course they search you and who actually searches for people anymore. <laughs> like it's the, it's the feeder bust guys, feeder bust. And so this way you're kind of hitting on different kinds of topics in different places throughout the week. And so for instance, like episode this, ep not, well, not this episode, last episode, say that you release that on Instagram. This week you release it on, which if you have them connected, it's going to Instagram and Facebook. This week you release it on LinkedIn. Next week you release it on Twitter. So then they, you've seen this same topic popping up throughout this time period. However, next week, when you're releasing on LinkedIn, you're releasing the next episode on Instagram. So you're you're still releasing new content for each one. It's just a different episode for each one. And I, I mean, like, it's so that you think no matter what you're doing, you have this life cycle of three to four episodes, different topics, because you wouldn't want to do the same topic back to back to back in your episodes, unless, of course, you're doing like a series of some sort. And then you've got this like, cycle that's happening where you're always kind of coming back. And then if somebody is like, oh, hey, I really do want to listen to that third episode back. Now they've got something to binge as well. Like it's not like I'm just going to listen to this one episode. It's like I can listen to this one episode and look, they have multiple episodes available for me to listen to right here. And that's another reason why I think it's very important to share previous episodes, like way previous episodes, so that a lot of times again, barring news podcasts that really doesn't work. Like nobody wants to revisit the beginning of the year in news. You're right. <laughs> or last year or the year before that. Like nobody wants to revisit that. Um, they want to know what's happening right now. But for a business podcast, very few things are actually inherently changing. There are different strategies. But when it comes to the foundational things, if you have foundational episodes, then those things are very rarely changing to such a degree that your previous episodes are fully, you know, defunct. That's not the right word, but whatever. <laughs> the, the, they're, very they're rarely. very evergreen. You're right. A lot of what yeah. we're talking about, or at least for a year or so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And even at that, then if you get to a point where that previous episode really is just stale and the information has changed significantly, you can do a reboot episode of, hey, we've had this episode and you always link back to your previous episode. People can then see how things have changed and grown if they want to, if they like historical data like I do. Um, and then additionally, you've pointed back to that first episode. You've got beautiful backlinks in your SEO happening there. And you've done a reboot episode where you're talking about previous episodes and how things have changed, which is even more interesting because then you've established longevity within the space. You've established additional like that you're continuing to stay up with your industry standards, which is 
brilliant because then you can really like link back and establish that that expertise. I love that. I know you mentioned again, I think it was, I keep coming back to this one episode, but it was in one of the episodes about resharing your, your, either your teaser episode or your, mm-hmm. your sort of first about us episode, that that's a good way to get somebody to sort of binge the whole show or, or select yeah. episodes. Especially um, if it's one of your first ones, because you put them there and then like their podcast player, if they start into the show, because sometimes my podcast player does not like me and it's like randomly cycling through all these shows. I'm like, guys, I asked for this one. Not those, (laughs) this one. But if they go into your actual show on their podcast player and they're on episode one, unless they stop it, it's going to keep going through all of your episodes. And then you've got additional downloads, additional listens, and it's a good way for people to binge from front to back. Now, that being said, if you're at episode 100, you might do a where we're at now episode. And that way you can start like pointing people back there and have a new starting point. It doesn't have to be 100, but you get my point. Like, I absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to have 500 episodes pointing back to episode one because nobody's going through 500 episodes. I've tried with podcasts that I really, really <laughs> like, and I never make it through. <laughs> right. That's a lot of content. Absolutely. It's only interesting for like how bad we were at the beginning. So we <laughs> like if you want to, if there are some famous YouTubers and you look back at their first, their first show and it's like, wow, that. That was quite a journey. And so that's why we actually posted our first one. We did a, a first one and then sort of ep- our, our episode one was actually episode zero. We were just like, it was like a practice. Yeah. 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 Um, but we liked it enough that we put it up there and it'll be interesting to look back in a year or two and say, like, wow, okay, we, we've learned not to interrupt each other. We've learned not to say um as much. I've gotten so much better at that, but it's hard. You know, this whole thing yes. is, you know, it's been, it's been a journey and we're still enjoying it. And I know that, so I'm going to skip around here. The, the final thing you said is have fun. Um, in that in that episode, I think that's great. We're I think we're still having fun. I'm I'm enjoying it um, so far, and you know it's it's work. Learning you know, every day. Yeah, Keep it's going. work, but work is could be fun, right? Absolutely. And I do I fully believe podcasting should be fun. It if it again if it becomes a drag if it's something you genuinely are just like oh my gosh I have to do this again. Some I'm not saying to stop podcasting, but something needs to change in your workflow and what you're doing. So that actually leads us into my next question is what is the biggest struggle you see your clients deal with when you're working with them on their podcast show? Coming up with content, especially as you get further into episodes. Now I have some clients that are way up there and I can be like, oh my gosh, this thing happened. They're like, I have an episode for that. And then they'll go run off and do episodes. But like they wouldn't have come up with that content if I hadn't said, oh my gosh, I'm having this day. So coming up with content on their own has been a, is one of the biggest struggles that and guest management. So, as you move into this, <laughs> guest management is <laughs> guest management is actually kind of fair. It's I would say it's an art to be perfectly honest with you. Between people having different schedules, things coming up, life happening, um, having that reschedule. Like, I would recommend that as you're going into guesting. Are having guests on the podcast that you have it in mind that you have a certain amount of guests per month or whatever and you always have those booked out and ready and available for reschedules so like releasing guest episodes in such a way that you always have more in the bank is actually really important if you want to have a consistent guest schedule um because what one of the biggest things that has happened and one of the things that had one of my clients like I'm just not doing it anymore I was like you can go back to solo episodes like you've had amazing solo episodes you don't have to have guests all the time but 
one of those things has always been guests. Actually, I have another client who was like 80 episodes in and she was like, I just, man, getting the guests on the show and getting everybody prepared and doing all the things, it's so like difficult and time consuming. And so that's one of the things that I took off of a plate. But at the same time, it's like that piece as well as just what to say. And the what to say, I think, is actually way harder in the beginning as you are creating your own content. As your podcast grows, it's very important to ask your listeners what they want to hear, not just in general. You like ask, ask targeted questions about what they want to hear. But then that way, your listeners are helping you to create that content and you don't have to come up with those prompts by yourself. That being said, chat GPT for all that it is, is great for podcast prompts. It is. It's, it's great for If you're yeah. really struggling, <laughs> yeah, if you're really struggling, you can always pop in like, what's a great prompt for this? My problem is, as a lot of my clients are up there in episodes and they'll ask for prompts and it's all stuff that they've already done and Dude. that doesn't need a reboot. And they're like, this is not helping. Right, right. So yeah. that that's more of a like a baby podcast thing. But at the same time, like as you get into episodes, it becomes easier to create that content, but then it becomes harder to like figure out how to say things differently because that's another thing that's really important within marketing is that you do have to say the same things over and over. It's not a one and done thing. People need to hear the same message. What is it? I, at one point, it was at least seven times in seven different ways. I think recently that's increased due to all of our short attention spans and short form sure. video. But um, you have to be seen so many times saying the same thing before somebody wants to work with you or buy from you or do those things. So we feel super repetitive, but the person listening does not think that, especially if you're saying the same message, but in different ways and in different contexts. Keep that in mind. Like if you feel like you're being super repetitive, maybe go back because I did. I did. I actually recorded the same episode twice and I had to stop. And I was like, this sounds really familiar. Nice. I was going to say, I listened to that episode when you mentioned that. Yeah, I was like, um, I'm going to not. I'm going to not do that because I did. I like went and re-listened and like half the episode was the same. And so clearly I didn't want to release that. That was literally say, and I mean, I say said the same phrases and everything. I was like, I really believe in this message. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to do that. But if you can find different ways to say the same thing, then there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're using different words. Don't don't say the same words. People who are listening are listening. Just saying. Right, 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 right. Um, so you, you talked about um, guest management a second ago, and that's also one of the items uh, on your list of how to grow your podcast. So yes. we talked about that a little bit. So um, we are having, we're going to have guests on uh, this podcast to uh, expand the content as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And then maybe someday we want to be on podcasts as well. So, you know, I know that it's a, it's a great way to, to grow. It's certainly a great way to keep the content fresh. Um, you know, to, it's obvious to me why it would it would help you grow your podcast. But why don't you tell us a little bit about why that is a great step in if you're looking to grow? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things and this is a, this is a multifold question, personally. Um, one of the things that people ask me quite a bit about is video podcasting and how that works in podcasting as a whole. But when it comes down to it, the person who watches a video podcast and the person who listens to an audio podcast are two different people. It's two right. different audiences. This is. Okay. So you have to have two different strategies. Those are literally two different marketing strategies that you can use for promoting your episodes because you're talking to different people. Well, it's the same concept of 
I'm on Instagram talking to Instagram people and I'm on LinkedIn talking to LinkedIn people. And these are two different audiences. They're two completely different sets of people. So whenever you are guesting on podcasts, you are inherently aligned because the people listening to that podcast listen to podcasts. There you go. <laughs> and so when you share your podcast there, if they're inclined to listen to your podcast, that they liked what you said on this person's podcast that they've been listening to, you've got an inherent trust factor already there. Their, their host said you were cool enough to be on their podcast. So therefore, like, obviously, maybe you have really good content on yours, especially if you said something great. And they're already there. They're on a podcast player. They're Even if they're watching instead, they're on YouTube because if, if they also have a video podcast and you also have a video podcast, that piece is inherently aligned. So you like you have this audience that's already primed to want to listen to your show, which is why guesting on podcasts and having podcast guests like people who podcast as guests on your podcast are really great ways to grow because they're already there and set and aligned. Now, having guests on your show, also a fantastic way to grow if they share their episode. So if you don't already, then you should have a guest release. And it's, I mean, it's not like cut and dried. Like, I'm not going to come after you legally if you signed this release and then you didn't share the show. But one of the things you can do on a guest release is have them say, yes, I agree to share this episode. You provide them with assets, they share on their channels, tagging you and all the things, then there you go. That's a great way to grow because you are efficient. You have now gone from just being in front of your audience to now being in front of their audience as well, so long as they share. Same thing for being on someone else's episodes. They are going to ask you to share. That's the whole point. There's a collaboration here that's happening. So they're going to ask you to share, but they will share your show because it's their podcast. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> so, so it's just getting in front of these audiences that are aligned to yours because that's the other thing. Podcast guesting, it's not just go and get on whatever podcast. It's also not go and try and get on the biggest podcast because the biggest podcast has all kinds of guests on all the time. You're just one in a school of many versus being on a really aligned show that has perhaps a very engaged audience and that audience is more likely to want to actually not necessarily buy from you, but follow you and decide whether or not they want to buy from you. So that's the other piece of guesting. There's an actual, I mean, it's very, very strategic in guesting and having guests on and making sure that there's an alignment within the audiences that you're trying to get in or get in front of, whilst also not being completely like in the same lane. You want to be not necessarily parallel, but you want to be, you know, perpendicular to the person that you're you're talking with. You want to have the same lane, same similar audience, but not necessarily the exact same audience. So like for y'all with marketing, but specifically in the realm of SEO and websites, having copywriters on would be brilliant because copywriters have people who need websites like that's and who it, they are writing for. So that's an alignment in that like they would get in front of people who need website copy. You get in front of people who need websites. Perfect. And that's that's a really great alignment there. So it's keeping those kinds of things in mind as you're guesting as well, um, because there is such a thing as bad marketing. I know people say that all marketing is good. No, no. Getting in front of the wrong audience is a waste of your time and the waste of your host's time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So 
aligning, like you said, aligning your, um, your, your target audience, you know, a shared target audience. So for us, you know, on our list is future list is we work with a lot of software companies, maybe someday captivate. I'd love to have them on, um, yeah. where again, we're, we're aligned in a similar audience, but we, we're not direct competitors. Um, exactly. and you know what? They will have direct competitors on who cares? I mean, at this yeah. point, there's so much work to go around. Um, we'd love to have another marketing firm on. So it's, um, but the piece of what you just said that I, I found the most, um, interesting in our journey is that, and this is super obvious, but podcast listeners listen to podcasts and YouTube viewers watch YouTube. And so as we've been growing, we're growing a lot faster on YouTube. We also throw some yes, ad we money, are, definitely. Throw some ad money at YouTube, which is, which is easier. Um, but as we shared it on our networks, I mean, the, the, the YouTube audience is obviously much greater than the podcast audience. So if someone just wants to take a, take a check, see what we're up to and they want to watch, watch one, they don't have to download another app. They don't have to, they, they, that's how they're checking us out. So in our, in our infancy stage here, that's how we're growing faster. I, I expect that that will change a little bit as we grow. Um, but it's, it's a good thing to remember that it's hard to get someone to, you know, and that's another good reason to have it embedded on your website, right? So if you've got your, you know, now they can use the Captivate player, they don't have to download anything. Are they going to be a long-term subscriber? Probably not, but at least, at least they know what you're up to and maybe they can spread the word. Um, exactly. Which is nice. So you have to remember that it's hard to get someone to change who they are. It is easy to get someone to do something they like to do, but with you. So if they watch, listen to podcasts, maybe they'll, and, and I've, I know you mentioned in a couple of your shows, that's how you find new shows and that I've found, I've definitely found shows that way. So I'm listening to somebody and I'm like, oh, that grass was great. Is And so I think that's great. And, and, and obviously a, a way to grow is also just, again, really helps with content too, because we could talk all we want, but having you on makes this a much more dynamic conversation because you do this all day, every day, where yep. we do this <laughs> once a week, you know, for a couple hours. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, that's what I really love about podcasting in general is there's a lot of strategic ways to grow, but more than anything, it's about having those conversations. It's about really like getting in front of and collaborating with people. And I think that's what's missing in marketing or what has been missing in marketing overall is collaboration. You know, we've, we're coming out of this period of, I mean, I hate to say bro marketing per se, but <laughs> at the same time, there's been a lot of, you know, the, the, a lot of the flashy marketing and, you know, I've made a million dollars in a day. Here's how type marketing. And then people jump on this fast money, easy cash train. And there's no such thing. No matter how they made their millions, they still had to work for it. There's a lot of work that went into it, a lot of learning and growth that has to happen. And I feel like there's been a much more open conversation of late about having the work behind it and having those collaborations and really uniting instead of dividing through just flashy, insane marketing practices. <laughs> but I also think that there's been this conversation is happening because there was a huge influx of, and I'm, I'm mostly in digital marketing for, you know, for the most part. But there's a huge influx of people into the digital world in the last few years, given the state of the world. And now people are like, oh, this is a lot of work. And so it's really bringing to the fore this conversation about really ethical marketing in the online world and things like that. And I think podcasting is a fantastic way to address that because you are having these conversations 
and being able to grow and learn in these less echo chambery ways as long as the podcasts are diverse and are bringing on different kinds of voices and discussions and that kind of thing. So in terms of like finding listeners, because obviously if you have a new podcast, you post it, finding listeners can be hard. So like for us, we started a new Instagram account yeah, um, and we've realized that it's obviously Instagram's hard to grow on anyways. It's very slow. I think everyone's realized that, especially if you're a business. But do you find that there's a specific platform that works better for marketing your podcast for your clients? Because I know in one of your episodes, you talked about one of your clients has an easier time getting listeners off of LinkedIn, which I thought was really interesting. And I guess also that deals with like the certain type of industry it is or what your podcast is talking about. But yes, and yes, very true. Um, I actually have found way more of my clients on LinkedIn than I have on any other platform. Um, And that's because I'm working with businesses and businesses are on LinkedIn. That being said, I do not think that there's one particular platform that's right for any one person. I think that where your audience is, is where you should be. Um, For the client that you had mentioned, she's in hiring and she is in team management and building. So LinkedIn. (laughs) So LinkedIn works great. She was on Instagram trying to grow on Instagram, but people who are hiring are not on Instagram. I mean, um, unless they're in the online world. But even at that, those same people that are posting on Instagram are posting on LinkedIn where people are actually applying and then on Instagram linking back to LinkedIn because that's where they want people to apply. So People aren't really hiring on Instagram. They are connecting on Instagram. They're seeing whether or not they want to continue to see your content. They're trying to get into your world in like a very lurkery, like stalkery way because they want like, I don't know if y'all know this, but Instagram is for the person who like is super nosy and just wants to know all about your life. Right. (laughs) True. But I will say growing on Instagram is not impossible. It's you have to grow with the way that Instagram is growing. Yeah. So like you. While they say they're moving away from video, this is not actually true. I recently posted a reel and got way more traffic from that one reel that wasn't even of me. It wasn't about business either. It was about my kids. And (laughs) I got way more traffic from that one reel than I have on any of my posts this entire month. And so it's like you still have to play towards that particular platform's algorithm. Algorithm, yeah. Yeah. So the thing about LinkedIn, though, is that I recently read a study. It was something like 4% of all LinkedIn users actually post content. Wow. And content on LinkedIn lasts for up to two weeks. It will still hit people. Like I was scrolling through my LinkedIn feed And stuff that people had posted a week ago was just now popping up because people will randomly comment on it. They won't have a ton of comments, but one comment will bring it back to the feed or bring back into my feed. And so I'm still seeing their content rotate and flow a week later. That does not happen on Instagram. That doesn't, unless they're your personal people that you're following, you might see something five days later that you really wished you'd seen the day of. I was going to say, because Instagram has that algorithm now, too, where they show you a ton of stuff in your feed that's like suggested content. It's not even who you follow anymore. Exactly. Which is super annoying. So, you know, if you are trying to get your content out there. Right. They're showing you other things that you might like instead of people you actually follow and want to keep up with what they're posting. Exactly. 
So you just have to play with the algorithm, but you really need to be where your people at. For instance, if you are talking all about mom issues, issues is the wrong word. If you're talking about momming, if your podcast <laughs> is all about momming, then you don't want to be on LinkedIn. Nobody wants to hear about momming on LinkedIn. They want to hear about business. They want to hear about professional things. So yeah, you would absolutely want to be on Instagram. Moms are on Instagram. So true. But if you're hiring people, you don't, or if you're team building, you might be on Instagram, depending on the types of teams you're building. But if you're really the person that's responsible for finding the right fit for teams, then LinkedIn's a great place to be. So it's just remembering that. The place that, and it's not, it's because it's not a social media platform, but Pinterest is extremely important, in my opinion, for podcasters, because Pinterest is another search engine. And people are not searching Pinterest just for how to renovate their homes or cook the next amazing feast. They're on they're on Pinterest for a lot of reasons now. It's grown significantly as an educational platform and things like that as well. And so I think because you're creating consistent content, pl- Pinterest and podcasting just go hand in hand. Because mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing for Pinterest is creating consistent content and being able to continually put out those pins for the to forward and pass on. And so I think Pinterest is another really big one to be on if it makes sense for your current marketing flow. Especially because a lot of people go to Pinterest for help in specific areas. And so Jim and I were just like talking about how we need to get our Pinterest going, which I love Pinterest. So see, and I mean, literally on the to-do list for this week because of re-listening to that podcast of yours. So Um, Well, yeah, and y'all are already great at keyword research because Pinterest is using the same types of keyword research that you're already using for your website. And so it's just inserting it into the Pinterest algorithm. And now you've got one more search engine that's finding you as well. Which is the perfect segue. So you covered everything that I wanted to talk about, except for one thing, which is searchable (laughs) podcast titles. And you just teed it up. So that's perfect. We could talk about that for a second, because obviously that is keyword research, right? So yes. You're going to talk about podcast marketing. We are. I mean, this this podcast is pretty simple. Podcast marketing. Maybe we'll maybe we'll add five tips for or something like that. But <laughs> um, but sometimes it's not so obvious. And so that's one of your actionable ways to grow a podcast as well is pick good titles. Uh, yes. So talk about that for five for five minutes if you can, or five yeah. seconds, or somewhere in between five <laughs> seconds. And five minutes. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if I can go a full five minutes, but I can try. Um, so yeah, searchable, making your podcast episode titles searchable, extremely important. It's, an, it's extremely important for Google. It's extremely important for Pinterest. It's extremely important in general. And it's because people, if they are searching for a solution, are searching in a certain way. If you start putting cutesy episode titles like I mentioned in that episode, if your brand is super quirky and quirky episode titles are what works for your brand, like I know a brand that is very much all about like magical Harry Pottery type stuff. That's their whole, I think like, I want to say it's like spellbinding launches or something like that. It would make a lot of sense for their brand to have magical stuff in every one of their episode titles because it would go with what they're trying to be searchable for. It would go with their branding. That being said, nobody (laughs) is searching for magical ways to launch my thing. Like that's that's not what they're searching for. They want to know the nitty gritty nuts and bolts of how to do something. And so keeping that in mind when you're naming your podcast episodes is really important. I also mentioned in that episode making them into questions because a lot of people will go to their Googler, YouTube, one of the, being a, a big one in that, how to do blah, 
how to do blah. Now, you don't want every single episode going how to do blah. But at the same time, that's a great way to be searchable because when people are looking for a solution, they want to know how. They want to know and sometimes why. They want to know they're asking a question. Their brain is asking a question. Their fingers are typing that question. So if you are putting out in your in the SEO world your response to that question or asking the same question and giving a little tidbit of what that response is going to be, you will be significantly more searchable. Plus, when you're sharing your episode titles, it makes it way, not just the episode titles, when you're sharing your episodes, it makes it way easier for people to remember, oh, they have that solution. They had that episode that's how to do blah. There you go. So it also, it triggers in people's minds when you're asking questions, when you're making actionable advice for marketing your podcast, when you're putting things out there in that way, it's like, oh, I have that problem. And so you're triggering their response to, I need that solution and they want to click. So it's making them searchable and making them intriguing enough that people want to click. And there is definitely an art to this. This is one of the reasons why I recommend Capshow. I'm still playing with Capshow. Um, but they they are really heavily on the engaging marketing. They lean heavily on it. So I've put some episode t- in episodes in. I don't give them anything. I just give them the episode and they scan the episode. They do a transcript. And then they'll give you recommenda- recommendations on episode titles and every time I'm just like that is a really good episode title but not for me because it wouldn't fit for my brand it wouldn't fit for the way that I speak and the way that I write and the way that I talk but they are really engaging they give me ideas on how I could alter what they've given me to fit for how I actually talk because that's the other piece like you still want to sound like you you don't want to be so clickbaity that it's like who are these people like right. one minute they're being super genuine in their episode titles. And then the next minute it's like 15 ways to do the thing. And you're like, I would never <laughs> say it that way. But that title right. definitely said it that way for me. So I went like that's, that's there's a lot that goes goes into episode titles. There really is. But one of the most important things is just to remember what your listeners want and make sure that whatever you're titling your episode, you are in fact giving them that answer. That's the other piece. Like you truly cannot Good be clickbaity in that right. that you're just like, oh, this is really engaging. This has nothing to do with what my episode is about. Don't do that. I mean, y'all know not to do that. You build websites. You right. are a marketing agency. You know better. But don't do that because then people are not going to trust you. They're not going to listen again. So definitely give them the answer that they're searching for within that podcast episode. And oftentimes I recommend starting with your episode titles and your topics. Like I want to talk about these things here's my episode title that I want to use. And you use that title to kind of line out what you're actually wanting to say. Sometimes I do that in the vice versa realm. Like for instance, if I didn't come up with five actual tips, I wouldn't have said five tips. Just would have been like <laughs> <There you> actionable <laughs> tips. So there, like, there's a give and take there, but I oftentimes will use my topic as my keyword and then go into detail into the episode as well. So that's another thing to consider too. I love it. Love it. So great show. Yeah. We, we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Well, not I would say, yeah, I got through all my not questions. Not everything, but most everything. Aside from a couple of technical difficulties, which hopefully have been edited out by the time y'all hearing this, uh, yes. I think we did pretty good for our first. What do you think? Would you give us I think so. Up? Yeah. Yeah. These are really good, really great questions. And I love that they're specific to what we're talking about. It's not like you have just canned questions that you're like, it was very specific. I am not a fan of canned conversations. 
I don't know if you could tell just by talking yeah, to me. No, I, I like, we want free flowing, right? I mean, it's otherwise read the book, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's more fun to listen to. I love the more conversational podcasts anyways, because it's not boring, right? And so I, there are several podcasts that I listen to that like, you know, they're going to ask these specific questions because they ask them every single time. And it's like the whole podcast is that way. It's one thing to have like a little bit of a teaser at the end. Like these are the questions we're asking because then as you get into it, you can pull for great reels on responses to those questions. You could create like, ooh, ooh, really good one. One of my clients asks about what kind of drinks you would have if you visited a certain city and she deals with photographers. She could start pulling some of those answers for the same cities and have like a little mini show of, hey, are you going to be in Kansas City this week? Here are all the places you should visit per like previous episodes. That would be a really cool either opt in or an episode or something like that. That's super local. And then those photographers that are local to that area just got another little hit on you know all of their That's cool. their bits so like there's there's space for those kinds of like canned questions but only like a few of them you don't want to sit there and have your whole episode always be what is this what is this what is this because that just gets really boring it's really boring it does it gets really it boring. um okay so first this was our first guest kayla wells um thank you so much for being on do you want to tell us where we i know where we can find you um we helped to create your website Yes. I follow you. We're connected on LinkedIn. We're connected on Instagram. But where can everybody find you uh, in the in the social media ethos? Yes. So on Facebook and Instagram, I am at Quell's Podcast Services. Got to have podcast in there. Smart. Which, by the way, somebody found me specifically because my, my name had podcast in it, which was brilliant. So that's another thing to consider for the socials. Anyways, um, at Quell's Podcast Services and then Quell'sCompanies.com. And your podcast strategist show. Awesome. On and all of the players. Quells is K-W-E-L-L-S. Yes. Because um, I pronounced it K-Wells for, yeah. for almost it's, a year. So I've had a, I, I had a friend at my trash company business, not business, my, my job. And every <laughs> single time I saw her, she's like, Quells, what are you doing? Because Kayla Wells. And I just loved it. And so when I named yeah. my business, that's what I named it. And then I reached out to her that's and said, awesome. my business name is because you named me that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you for your snarkiness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, we're going to have you back on because this was this great. There's, there's, I went through all the questions for today, but I thought of like 10 more while we were doing it. So, so. And we learned so much. So hopefully everybody else learned a lot too. Absolutely. Love it. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week for, yeah. I don't know, or we're, or next week we're talking about book marketing. So we'll talk about book marketing next week. Uh, thank you so much, Kayla. Really appreciate it. And yeah. we will, uh, well, I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs>